Miami Dolphins cornerback Xavier Howard is a popular name when speculating on who the Dolphins may move on from this offseason. What are their options? What are the financial implications? What could a potential market look like if you could find one? All of that here today on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked on Network. I'm your host, Cal Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of Locked on NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team. Every day we don't just say it, we live it. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bets. It's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. If it seems like I'm talking faster, I'm juiced today, it's because I am. <laughs> we got a lot of ground to cover. But I had a listener of the show who asked me, like, yo, what's what's the deal with like this assumed post-June 1st designation for the Dolphins moving on from Xavier Howard. Is there any way there'd be a trade market for him? What could that look like? There is a history of players like Xavier Howard getting moved. We're going to cover that a little bit later on today's show. But what, like, how can you, is there a way you could explain all of the potential fallout and implications for Miami based on what avenues they have for Xavier Howard? And the answer is yes, I can. But uh, this, this is in the weeds and because it's you know kind of what i'm most passionate about from a team building perspective is all of the strategy with this kind of stuff but then also knowing how much ground that we have to cover uh we're gonna move today on the show and i say you can listen wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or you can watch this on youtube and if you're watching on youtube you are going to get a little bit more of a visual aid to kind of help you follow along some of this first segment of the show where we talk about Xavier Howard and his cap status. So with that in mind, uh, we're going to dive right into Xavier Howard's contract in its totality, based on what we currently know, courtesy of both over the cap and spot track, the two very uh, popular and very valuable uh, salary cap contract resources for sports contracts. And Xavier Howard, as things currently stand, is currently scheduled to have a salary cap in 2024 of $25.9 million. When you add up the cash that he is owed this upcoming year, uh, he's owed $18.5 million. $100,000 of that is a workout bonus. He is due on March 15th, an annual roster bonus of $3 million, and he has a base salary, which is your week-to-week game checks, of $15.4 million. There's a little footnote here, and this is where like things do get a little tricky as far as if you were to cut Xavier Howard or you were to trade Xavier Howard. $4 million of the $15.4 million just week-to-week salary for Xavier Howard is fully guaranteed. That means if the Dolphins were to cut him, they still have to write him that portion of the checks unless somebody else picks up the contract via trade or if there is offset language in Xavier Howard's contract, which would mean you hear might hear uh, rookies and teams debating about offset language when trying to come to terms on, on their first contract with their team. It's most popular of a debate for those rookies, but it is offset language is if 
another team, if I owe you $4 million and I cut you and it's fully guaranteed, but then another team signs you for $3 million to play on a one-year deal, I'm only on the hook for the difference between what they're paying you and what I'm paying you. Okay? So I don't know for sure if the $4 million of fully guaranteed money for Xavier Howard's contract is offset or not. If it is, it gives the Dolphins a little bit more flexibility to have peace of mind to say, hey, Howard's probably going to get a decent amount on a one-year deal if he were to sign somewhere as a mercenary to go if we cut him. So you can recoup that $4 million in fully guaranteed. But without knowing that for sure, we're breaking down all the options. And, and if you're looking at uh, the, the difference between cut and trading Xavier Howard in, in various stretches, it kind of outlines there's $4 million gaps with how you choose to go, whatever pathway you choose to take. The other complicating variable for Xavier Howard is that March 15th annual roster bonus. You could write him the check for $3 million and still ultimately cut him because the transaction for a post-June 1st cut doesn't go into effect and hit the books until June 1st. So you can't cut Xavier Howard on March 14th to not pay him a $3 million roster bonus and June 1st to cut, if that makes sense. So they're, they're kind of in a defined strike zone where they're going to have to try to, if you're going to move on from Xavier Howard before uh, the NFL draft in June 1st, you're going to have a very small window to do it and avoid writing the check for the $3 million roster bonus that is due on uh, March 15th. But let's say the Dolphins choose to move on immediately. There's the cut and the trade pathway. If the Dolphins were to cut Xavier Howard, his $4 million fully guaranteed base salary remains, but the $11 million, $11.5 million that is scheduled goes away. That's the good news. The bad news, the other good news is that the $3 million roster bonus goes away. The bad news is all of the prorated money that the team from when he first signed this version of the contract to when he did a restructure in 2023 to when they kind of kicked him back out amidst his, his trade request, there were lump sums that were paid to him in all of those incidences that like a signing bonus, it's drawn out across multiple seasons to soften the salary cap blow. So if you cut Xavier Howard from the jump, you still own the $4 million, but you avoid the $3 million roster bonus. All of the other dead cap, because it's happening before June 1st, accelerates into that year's salary cap, which is a a net of $27.4 million against the cap, a difference of negative one point effectively $1.2 million. So you would owe $1.2 million more against the cup to against the cap to avoid giving the $3 million roster bonus and cutting them up front. That's a tough sell. An even more tough sell would be moving on cutting Xavier Howard while signing the check for the $3 million roster bonus, still being on the hook for the $4 million base salary but just cutting him out right after that. That, in turn, would net you negative. Of course, it's $1.2 plus the $3 million annual roster bonus. 
you'd be on the hook for $4 million against the cap. So cutting Xavier Howard outright before March 1st, the only, or before June 1st, the only sell of that is your 2025 cap recoups all of the $22.9 million that you're currently scheduled for Xavier Howard against the cap because you're taking all the voided money and it's going up and into the here and now. Workout bonuses would go away if you were moving on from Xavier Howard as well. So as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, I've highlighted all of the commitments, the firm commitments, if you were to move on, if you were to cut Xavier Howard on April 1st. You're on the hook for $4 million of his base salary, fully guaranteed. You're on the hook for all of the prorated money from all of the lump sums he's received in the past, plus the $3 million roster bonus that you're signing the check for on April or on March 15th. That's $30.1 million, $30 million for a net of minus $4.2 million against the cap. The other outcome that involves a uh, net loss against the cap, but this is the only one that uh, there's three scenarios that involve net loss against the cap that are is mildly interesting to me. If you trade Xavier Howard before June 1st, that $4 million base salary goes away because it goes to somebody else. And if you trade Xavier Howard before March or before March 15th, the $3 million roster bonus goes away because that goes to somebody else as well. So if you were to trade Xavier Howard, find a market for him, and we're going to talk about that. I, I know the comments are already saying nobody's trading for Xavier Howard. I did the research. Let me get there. Don't, don't you dare comment before I get there either. I know how you guys operate. The only thing that's left is the prorated money from the past, which is in total $23.1 million. If you took that against his currently scheduled salary cap hit of 25.9, you are saving $2.8 million against the cap if you were to trade him between March 1st and or March 13th and March 15th. If you traded him after March 15th, but before June 1st, so in that first block where all of the voided money goes into that year's calendar, you're on the hook for $26.1 million, which would mean your net cap change would be about $200,000. So that's the question for Miami. Is what asset makes it attractive to say, we're going to take effectively a bath with his dead cap. And we're going to keep the fully scheduled salary cap commitment that he's here for. That would assuming presumably be a 2024 NFL draft selection, right? Because if you're going to get 2025 picks, just wait until after June 1st, you can save $11.5 million against the cap because the 2024 prorated money you take in 2024 that's about $7.4 million. And the remainder of it, the 2025, 2026, 2027 prorated money, gets put in your 2025 cap. So it's presumably what is a 2024 draft asset that makes you say, you know what? I would rather not have the extra nine to eleven and a half million dollars of cap space for the here and now. What's the history of those kinds of assets getting moved 
for it to make sense. That's next for us here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. Get buckets with your first bet over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bets. $150. If your bet wins, you can bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams, quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sports book partner of the NBA. So one of the reasons why I put the the my own table together to, to kind of work through that if you're watching on YouTube is um, for as good as the over the cap and the spot track calculators are, uh, fine print like when a roster bonus kicks in or if there's a, a portion of a salary that, that's guaranteed, that doesn't always get caught in their tools, their interactive tools. So you got to really like sit down and look at and sometimes it's accounted for, but only once it triggers. So the roster bonus for Xavier Howard is an example. If you're going through the uh, the tools that are available on those websites to look at the salary cap, uh, it doesn't reflect a $3 million roster bonus when looking to part from Xavier Howard if you were to cut him until after that bonus activates because it could happen or it could not happen. So that's where it gets a little tricky about um, just using the tools in a, in a flat rate. So that's why I put together a, a table that kind of gave you a visual element that was helpful, hopefully helpful. <laughs> I know there's a lot of uh, numbers that get thrown around in that regard, and, and you know it's very easy to get kind of lost in that. So let's talk about Xavier Howard. Any team that would be looking to acquire his services would know that there are three years of only uh, guaranteed, small portions of guaranteed money that are available to you. Uh, he's due $18.5 million in cash. If the Dolphins were to eat the signing bonus or the roster bonus for 2024, and then trade him afterwards, the new team that would be acquiring him would know we need $15.5 million in cash. But he has several years worth of uh, playing commitments on the contract, and those years would then include for the new team the $3 million annual roster bonus that's due mid-March. So you have to be accounted for for that. If the Dolphins took a bath with the roster bonus and we're looking to trade Xavier Howard. The $15.5 million he would be owed this upcoming season would be equivalent to about 6.3% of the 2024 salary cap. And that's important. It's an important footnote because the dollars is, man, no team's trading for $15 million cornerback. No, especially not an early 30s one who missed a few games last year and looks to be on the decline. But what I will say is there are examples across the history of time of teams trading for late 20s, early 30s cornerbacks with salaries that were in the 55 to 6.5% of that year's salary cap range. Went through and looked at a whole bunch. And it's also worth acknowledging this, this free agent class has a couple of really good names at the top with Jalen Johnson and Jerry Sneed. 
Uh, it's got Stefan Gilmore, Kenny Moore, who's more of a nickel, Chidobi Wuzie, who's getting up there in age a little bit and is, wasn't quite himself coming off the injury that he had last season. But then it's like Steven Nelson, uh, Kendall Fuller, Akello Witherspoon, Eli Apple, Dane Jackson. Like those are kind of the corners that you're talking about beyond probably the first three, and one of those is a nickel. And I would not be surprised if Chicago re-signs Jalen Johnson and Kansas City re-signs LeJarius Need. If I were both of those teams, I would do that. I would make sure neither one of those guys hit the market if it was my player. The rookie class has some attractive players between Cooper DeGene, uh, Quinion Mitchell from, Tol- or from uh, Toledo, the two Alabama corners, Terry and Arnold, who I like more than Kool-Aid McKinstry, uh, Nate Wiggins from Clemson, Ennis Rakestraw from, from Missouri. I mean, that, that's kind of the names that are in the conversation for first round. So you have some rookies, but ultimately at the end of the day, you don't know what you're getting. There's no guarantees. So you have a select few of probable back to their initial team, top end free agents. And then you got a fairly appealing, but not bona fide cornerback class at the top of the cornerback class in the NFL draft. So that's important to know there, there could be a market, especially when you cross-reference Xavier Howard versus the history. I went back through since 2013 and tried to find examples, and I found 14 of reasonably skilled corners or better that got traded and what they got traded for. Here's the full list, and it goes back to 2013 with Darrell Rivas in his prime getting traded for a first and a fourth-round pick uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where he then signed a six-year, $96 million new contract. Okay, Not the kind of comparison we're looking for for Xavier Howard. But how about Akib Talib? Akib Talib, the year before he got traded to Miami in a salary cap dump from the Rams, got traded from Denver to the Rams as a 32-year-old descending corner who was owed $11 million in cash in 2018 for a day three pick, a fifth-round draft selection. Akib Talib, like Xavier Howard, the previous season in Denver, missed a few games, saw a regression in his ball production, physically was slowing down, was 32 years old, 6.2% of the salary cap in salary that's owed to him that upcoming season. Rams did the deal. They sent a fifth. Eli Apple uh, from the Giants to the Saints was traded for 2019 fourth and a 2027th. It's a little different because that was a player on a rookie contract. Just like Gary on Conley, who got traded from the Raiders to the Texans for a 2023rd round pick. That trade happened in season in 2019. He was on a rookie contract. Not the same comparison of what we're looking for. Marcus Peters, though, was traded in season in 2019 from the Rams to the Ravens. He was owed about $6 million in cash. So not quite the same financial stratosphere that we're looking for as far as Xavier Howard. He got traded for a fifth-round pick in 2020 as well, in season. But we're back with another example. In 2020, that offseason, the Jacksonville Jaguars traded A.J. Bouye. Remember that name? That's a throwback name for you. To the Denver Broncos. He was owed $11.44 million in cash, or 6.4% of the salary cap. He's a 29-year-old descending corner. He was out of the league within two years of this deal. The year he played on the first year and then one following season and he was out of the league. 
Bouye got traded for a 2020 fourth round pick to the Broncos. Darius Slay is 29 years old, was owed $10 million in base salary in 2020. He got traded for a third and a fifth. That's probably your ideal. Uh, but Slay had a little bit more runway than Xavier Howard versus where Xavier Howard's at this stage in, in his career because Slay was still playing at a higher level in, in Detroit than what Howard did this past season uh, for Miami. Bradley Roby gets traded for a third and a sixth in 2021 in season, but he was owed $1.5 million in salary. Stephon Gilmore in season in 2021. Traded from New England to Carolina, he was owed $5.5 million. Jeff Akuda, former first-round pick, traded from Detroit to Atlanta. He was owed $5 million in the last year of his rookie, or with the, the remaining years on his rookie contract. He netted a fifth-round pick in 2023. Stephon Gilmore, we're kind of back. This is another example. There's, there's really three, four examples of players that I think really line up. Uh, Stephon Gilmore was traded for a fifth round pick in 2023 from the Colts to the Cowboys. He was owed $11 million in cash, about a little over 5% as a 33 year old corner. That's a good example. If Jalen Ramsey got traded, of course, uh, for a third round pick along with tight end Hunter long from the Rams to the dolphins, he was owed 17 million in 2023. And then another 17 and a half million in 2024, non-guaranteed the dolphins reworked that contract. They guaranteed all that money for him. And gave him a contract extension. That's an example. Uh, Ramsey not quite as old as Xavier Howard. Ramsey also um, uh, playing at a higher level. More versatile than Xavier Howard. Rasul Douglas got traded at the trade deadline from the Buffalo from the Green Bay Packers to the Buffalo Bills. That was a part of a pick swap. Uh, Douglas sent a five traded to Green Bay for a third round pick from Buffalo. Or the last example is one where the cash lines up with the contract of Xavier Howard's, but the player is not the same, even as Howard descends a little bit as he gets a little older. Uh, JC Jackson, our good buddy, JC Jackson. And a 2025 fifth traded from the Chargers to the Patriots for a 2025 six. So not even this upcoming draft class. 18 months from now, we're going to flip a six and a seven to get the J.C. Jackson contract off the books. So there's four examples of players either from a financial perspective or a or really a financial perspective, just varying degrees of how many years are left on the back end of the contract. Salaries in line with the proportion of where Xavier Howard is at. Age, caliber of play compensation in those deals was a fifth round pick in the upcoming draft, a fourth round pick in the upcoming draft, a fifth round pick in the upcoming draft, and a 18 month out pick swap of a seven and a six because of just how bad the JC Jackson situation was with the Chargers. Now, does that make sense for Miami? Does the market line up? That's next here. Locked on Dolphins. Passion, drive, and patience are what brings home the winning trophy, but it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got 
you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the dub. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions do apply. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. So thanks for taking the the ride with me here today. I know we're, we're geeking out a little bit about the, the salary cap and contracts and trade history and roster management and all that stuff. It's a lot of fun. I was encouraged to find uh, a number of examples. The question for Miami is, is a fourth best case scenario is probably a fourth round pick if you were to trade Damien Howard or a fifth round pick. Is that worth about $9 million less against the cap this year? And that's assuming that you can trade him before March 15th. If you can't trade him before March 15th, but you decide to trade him before the draft, you're talking the difference of $11.7 million against the cap. That would be less available to you, although you'd still have to wait until June 1st for that cap to become available if you were to ride it all the way out after June 1st. So Miami, the, the, the conversation really starts with, are we comfortable paying the $3 million roster bonus with whatever intent that we have. And if the answer is yes, then this process could be drawn out quite a bit. If the Dolphins say, you know what, we, we kind of just want to move on. There's offset language in his deal where if somebody signs him to up to $4 million, we'll recoup and get those $4 million back. We don't want to pay the annual roster bonus. So you're potentially looking at if you were to cut him with offset language in there, and again, I don't know if that's in there for sure. We can not write the check for the $3 million roster bonus on March 15th. Somebody's going to sign him, and we're going to recoup those dollars. Let's just move on and save $2.8 million against the cap and have all of our cap space, the $22.9 million of it for 2025, available to us. But if they want the flexibility of potentially trying to get an asset for this year's draft class, or if they want the flexibility for an infusion of spending power moving forward, then there's no reason for this process to, to be played out immediately when the league calendar year starts. They could hold Saving Howard through the draft to see if a team strikes out and misses. If they're comfortable with understanding, you're, it's probably going to be the difference of 10 plus million dollars in cap space available to you here and now. The good news is there's no outcome where you move on from Howard where you absolutely get blown out of the water with a dead cap figure that far exceeds what his cap is this year. The bad news is it's really hard to justify a 20 plus million dollar dead cap figure for a player that's not on your team when you're in a win now window. So that's why the post-June 1st stuff is attractive because your dead caps, depending on what happens with that $4 million in guaranteed salary, either going to be about $10.5 or $14.5 million in cash, in cap. 
So if they write the roster bonus check and they let the process play out, who are some teams that potentially could make some sense for Miami if they wanted to try to get something figured out? I think the Raiders are a great team uh, to point to. They have to play in a division with a lot of high potent passing offenses and uh, they got a great pickup on the waiver wire in Jack Jones, but they you know, have some youth inexperience. They have a need at corner and they got the picks. They can very easily manufacture crap space. They can get out of the Jimmy Garoppolo contract to accommodate for a contract and cash like what they would owe Xavier Howard. It picks 112, 146, 209, 220, 224, and 226 unofficially on day three of the NFL draft this year. Plenty of picks for either a pick swap or a day three pick as part of an exchange. The Detroit Lions. Kendall Vildor was a starting corner. Think about that. Kendall Vildor was a starting corner for the Detroit Lions, and they were really good in the run defense, and they need more horses on the outside. They're eighth in the league in salary cap space. They got picks 162, 206, and 246 unofficially, but they also have pick 92. If there was a pick swap opportunity uh, in vain of the way that Rasul Douglas was traded, it was Rasul Douglas in a 2024 fifth or 2024 third with Green Bay and Buffalo. Could you invoke some inspiration there and take a five and get up a little higher into the draft order if you're Miami? And the LA Rams, ironically enough, are a team that I look at. Les Snead loves his splash moves. Uh, there's a history of deal between these two teams. Obviously, they just did a cornerback trade with Ramsey coming to Miami. Uh, they can get up to $62 million in cap space with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup restructures and cutting Joe Noteboom alone. That's their pathway to a, a vast surplus. They took their lumps for a year after the uh, you-know-what-them picks and all the restructures and all the aggressive moves two years out. And one year really being the year they took their lumps, they can get up to $62 million with two restructures and, a, and one player cut. It's a pretty good place to be. And they're the team that really has the day three picks. If you're looking for, if you're ready to accept that, if you say, a, you know what, a fifth round pick is worth uh, trading Xavier Howard and having less salary cap space open up for you post June 1st. If we're, we're going to save a few million dollars by trading Xavier Howard before June 1st, after we write that $3 million roster bonus check, they got 152, 153, 176, 192, 11, 216, and 217 unofficially with draft capital at their disposal. So those are a couple teams uh, that I think could make some sense. We found some trades that could theoretically make a couple sense. We got into the fine print of the timing of some of the, the money and the deadlines for dollars within Xavier Howard's contract. The worst thing that the team could do, this is what I would leave you with. The worst thing that the team could do would be to keep Xavier Howard past March 15th and then decide to cut him anyway before June 1st. That window of March 15th through May 31st if he's on there on March 15th or March 16th, he's going to be on the books through June 1st. 
either officially or unofficially, because you're not going to voluntarily sign yourself up to lose another $3 million against the cap, knowing that you might be in the red either way. The difference being $1.2 million and $4.2 million. All things considered, uh, Miami's got their, their work cut out for them in this decision. Uh, I would consider what, what I guess I should answer the question. What's my threshold? If you told me that I could get a fourth round pick for Xavier Howard, I would probably be prepared mentally to lose the additional salary cap space because you'd still have a number of contract extensions at your disposal that you could create that salary cap space as operating cap space after June 1st anyway. You could potentially move on from there. Jerome Baker's the name that comes to mind as a player that I could see going either way. I'd love to have Jerome Baker back, but not at the salary cap figure that he's at. So you're either going to have to give him a contract extension in which you could cut it from about probably 14 to probably half of that and go to seven and save million dollars against the cap. Or you could cut him and save almost $10 million against the cap and coming up into what will be the last year of his deal. So it's like, is Xavier Howard with $11.5 million in cap savings, if you cut him June 1st, and no draft pick with Jerome Baker, a better option than negative one to two million dollars in net cap changes a fifth round pick and having to replace jerome baker which then opens 10 million dollars so now you're talking it's only a couple million dollars difference net between those personnel moves combined and put together if you get me an early day three pick i, I think i'd be in the market if not i'm riding through through june 1st and we're going to probably transition from there uh whether we cut or trade him Ideally, you'd find somebody to trade for him and just take on the contract, and that way you know you're getting an asset instead of letting him walk. A lot of ground covered. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, I try not to geek out too much with this kinds of stuff, but this this was one that uh, as you started to explore the options, it's like man, like there there is an appeal either way. And while you don't like being close to a total net zero for your cap for 2024, knowing you're opening up $23 million in cap space in 2025 and not being inhibited in any way with some of these other avenues, uh, especially as you have other contracts that maybe you're getting out of the, the first year of and in the second year of new contracts for players like Robert Hunt or Connor Williams or Christian Wilkins or whoever. Um, that gives you a lot more flexibility for that outlook as well. For 2025. So that's the appeal of getting less upfront in 2024 with these pre June 1st decisions. A lot of different ways they can go. We'll see. We're going to continue to explore a lot of uh, potential decisions for the Dolphins, as well as starting to get you ready for free agency here on the show. So hit subscribe and keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day. I'm out of here. Fins up.